5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1. We have ignition. Strap in. You're tuned into the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com And welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 41. I'm Mike. I'm Fritz. And I'm Trish. And uh, today is one week after our first year anniversary. I know. Can you believe it, Mikey? One year. I know. I can't. It's unbelievable. I hope I don't have to wait another year to get a carrot cake. (laughs) I was going to ask you, where's the carrot cake when I came in? Well, you should know the answer to that. Gone, gone, gone. Oh, no, that thing didn't survive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mikey surprised us and um, made us a meal last week and some of his infamous carrot cake. Oh, it's unbelievable. Without walnuts. Wish we could do a fundraiser and (laughs) sell those carrot cakes. So how was your week, Fritz? Uh, My week's been fantastic. I mean, uh, God's just been showing up in big ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things is, you know, we prayed for my son, gotten into some trouble, Mm -hmm. and stood a chance to uh, possibly pay a a penance for that, I guess. Mm -hmm. He's here. Wow. He actually flew in to visit, and he's going to be at Aubrey's graduation party. Wonderful. Yeah, so they actually put his his court date off till the 24th of next month. Yes. Okay. Good. So he's here, and I got a chance to encourage him and speak into his life and be a dad. Okay. <laughs> so I'm pretty darn excited. <laughs> Trish, how about you? I have had an amazing week. Amazing week. I had. Was it as amazing as those glasses? Um, just as amazing, if not more. It was more amazing than these glasses. You didn't come in with your five-gallon bucket, though, this uh yeah, it's yes, here. It's, oh, on, yes, the it's, it's on the floor. Oh, yes, she did, too. My apologies. How could you miss it? <laughs> You're getting uh, more stealthy with that thing. <laughs> I sneak it with me wherever I go, my big water bottle. Yeah, it's been a great week. I actually had a situation where I had um, worked with a gentleman who is a pastor of a church. He told me that his daughter wanted to go to law school. This was like seven years ago. So I gave him some advice on how to get into law school and the tests and what to do and all that to pass on to his daughter. And fast forward seven years, she's now going to the law school that I want to go to. And she said she wanted to pay it forward. And she met with me this week and told me everything that she wished someone had told her in her first year of law school. So it was kind of neat that I, and I didn't even remember giving her any advice, but here it came back, and I was mm-hmm. blessed. And you think that's a little bit of confirmation where you should be going? A yeah. bone, a bone, so to speak. I know. I keep asking for signs, and it's like, wow, really, when really? You, when are you going to stop? I know, right? I'll stop now. Okay. I just, right. I think, without going into too much detail, I think that I just got involved with a class action lawsuit this past week as a plaintiff. So, 
um, I keep asking God and I get thrown into these crazy legal situations like I had the $15,000 tax problem. But yet he tells you not to do anything, just to sit and wait. Yes. And that's the thing I love is the obedience. The obedience. Psalm I'm learning 10. so much from... I, Be uh, still and know that I am God. And I know some situations behind the scenes and I, I think the thing that was... Um, most a miracle, in my opinion, was the fact that Jim was very supportive yes, of this whole thing. And husband. he didn't tell you just to, to quit or I, I was know, surprised. run and hide. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I didn't want to tell him. Right there. And then it just, God told me, you need to tell him he's your husband. You need to tell him. You need to tell him exactly what's going on. And and I did. And, and he was supportive. So that was really nice. Speaking of really nice, uh, Trish, who do we have tonight? Um, tonight we have, well, we were going to have um, Mary and Ed. And could we From say... From OS 91? Yes. And Ed um, went in, he had a mild heart attack. Well, I think that's what they're saying. And they were doing a, a cath this afternoon. And the last text that I had from Mary, they were... In, Asking for prayers. Yeah. So yeah. if people could join us in praying for Ed and... Hopefully, he'll be well enough to join us in the coming weeks. Absolutely. And, um, and we had a last-minute guest pop in. Woohoo! God always works it out for us. Yes, he does. Um, Dawn, Pastor Dawn was here last week. Two weeks ago. Two, two weeks sessions ago. ago. And um, we told her if she knows of anyone that has a good testimony to send them our way. And so, tonight she brought Maria with us. So, with that, I'll give you Maria. Hello. I'm Marie. <laughs> Marie, sorry. It's Marie. It's okay. okay. Um, Marie, thanks for coming on short notice. Thank you for having uh, me. But will you tell your story um, about, you know, leaving uh, CR and asking God kind of what you do next? Oh, I attend First Baptist of Orlando, and I'm, I also attend Celebrate Recovery there. I've been there for three years. I just... I'm not a public speaker. I had just started giving my testimony once after the first year, once after the second year. And then just recently, I felt like God put it in my heart to give it in my life group on Sunday. And then I gave it at Celebrate Recovery again on Tuesday. And this is funny. I'd actually written down when I applied to help lead at um, Pastor Dawn's church. um, She put, what is your estimated date of giving your testimony? And I put May 29th. Wow. So, really? I don't even know if she read it or knows because it wasn't going to land this week because our weeks were kind of on different weeks. Right. And so, this was God. <laughs> I, um, anyhow, I gave my testimony again on Tuesday and I left the church. Usually, I'm so nervous and I drag my feet and I'm not, you know, I'll wait another year to do that. But on Tuesday, I left the church and said, okay, Lord, what do you want me, where do you want me to go next? And then on Wednesday, I got the email, and on Thursday, I'm here. <laughs> That's awesome. So watch also. those questions you asked for. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want All to do I next? could say is, it figures, Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really, God? Really? As Seriously, Mikey would say. Yeah. <laughs> well, really we, find it, humor. <laughs> we find it no accident, and we're not uh, surprised by anything that no. happens around no. here anymore, because it's just that. It's, it's his... Uh, it's his gig, as Mikey says. We get together every week, and we've sat here literally and ordered pizza and decided, like, we're going to ask the pizza guy if he's got a testimony because we oh, know awesome. God's going to put someone here for us tonight. Does every time. Praise mm-hmm. God. All right, so we're going to let you have it, right, Marie, Marie, and uh, thanks for coming once again. 
okay, here goes. <laughs> <laughs> this is my CR testimony, so it's done CR style. Um, my name is Marie. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I'm in recovery for sexual, physical, emotional, and verbal abuse. To anyone that doesn't know my immediate family, it may appear normal. We're a dad, a mom, and three children. I'm the oldest child, and I have two younger brothers. My parents have never been divorced, and they're on their first marriage, as well as both sets of their parents. They met in California, where they grew up just down the street from each other. Our family reunions consisted of family members from both sides of my parents' families since they've known each other for many years, which I thought was normal. My mom was a senior in high school, and my dad was in college when the news came that they were pregnant with me. My mom was able to graduate from high school, and my parents eloped. I was born three months later. My mom did not want children. She wanted to have an abortion, but she decided to keep me. I don't have any memories of my mom ever holding me or looking into my eyes, except to remind me that she didn't want me or to say something hurtful. My earliest memories and my most current memories, as of last year, are only memories of rejection. We were not allowed to call our parents mom and dad. We were raised to call them by their first names. When I was six, a man who drove a church bus knocked on our door and asked if he could take my brothers and I to church. I went, and while I was in first grade, I accepted Christ as my savior. I saw the world through rose-colored glasses and thought that though I lived in a very dysfunctional home, God was waiting to take me away from all this mess. My father gave me special treatment as the oldest and only daughter, and my brothers noticed. This created resentments between us kids. My dad was verbally abusive to my brothers, and later when I was in middle school, he, he began molesting me. I didn't understand why God would allow this to happen to me. I never spoke of this abuse because I believed his threats of further harm. I tried to be good, hoping that it would keep the evil away, but it didn't work. When my mom began working nights, my dad took advantage of the situation, and he introduced me to substances and more inappropriate behaviors. All I could think was, what did I do to deserve this? I must have done something really bad. I felt stuck in a silent prison, and I didn't know how to get out. After graduating high school, I broke up with my Christian boyfriend. I felt I wasn't good enough for him. I threw my Bible in the dumpster and I wandered around for the next 12 years. My next abusive relationship was at the age of 19. I became pregnant, and the father of the baby wanted me to have an abortion. Who came to my rescue? My abusive father. He came to protect me from my abusive boyfriend. He threatened him, and he gave me a plane ticket to Alaska, where my parents lived. My father told me that he had changed, and I naively believed him. I later moved to California, and I promised God I would take my baby girl to church. But the world was more inviting, and I forgot this promise. In California, I met another man. He was sexually and emotionally abusive. I stayed with him for almost 10 years, and I had four more children with him. Then I found out I had cancer. This was my wake-up call. I begged God to let me live so I could raise my kids. This was the longest year of my entire life. After having surgery, and being told I was cancer-free. It took me two more years to get myself to church. I moved to Florida in 1997. My husband at the time claimed to be saved, but he told me I had to choose between him and God. Nothing else was working, so I chose God. A year later, in 98, he left me with five young children. Life was pretty hard. I cried myself to sleep a lot. But God blessed me and my children. 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 became my life verse. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy path. In May of 2003, I met my current husband. I didn't see the relationship going anywhere, because I still had five young children at home, but we were married two years later. I felt like God had finally brought me the man that I always wanted. We attended church, which was new to me, going together. Mm. I suddenly thought that God was going to make all my dreams come true. Then in 2011, reality hit. I realized my husband was human, and some of his behaviors were a trigger for me. My children were growing up and started moving out. I became depressed and took my eyes off God again. I began overeating, gaining a lot of weight, and I just didn't care anymore. My husband was willing to do anything to save our marriage. He made a counseling appointment for us. I went to another counselor alone, tried to tell her that everything was my husband's fault. <laughs> but she wanted to dig into my past. This was pretty annoying to me, but she was also very right. Um, while in couples counseling, the therapist told us about Celebrate Recovery. I thought I'd be able to run and hide, but after our second section, session, he had the nerve to walk us over to Celebrate Recovery, so there was no getting out of it. I made it through the newcomers class. I only planned to come back to help my husband fix his issues. I was only there to support him. I made it to one week of my first small group and decided I couldn't stand the place and I couldn't bear to hear about everyone else's messed up lives. I was just going to keep packing my bags and plan my second divorce. I left Celebrate Recovery thinking I could think, figure things out by myself. The next two months were the worst, loneliest, ghost, most gut-wrenching time in my life. I was so angry. Memories of the past started coming in from all directions and seemed to be crashing in from everywhere. My emotions were out of control. After going to three different counselors and all of them telling me I needed to join a small group, I hit rock bottom and I saw the changes in my husband who was going to celebrate recovery. I began to celebrate to attend Celebrate Recovery once again. Though I thought Celebrate Recovery wasn't for me because I wasn't addicted to drugs or alcohol and I thought it couldn't help me, something was different this time. As I heard testimonies given, I was able to relate to others' experiences and God showed me that I could no longer run from my past. Principle 2 states, Earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to Him and that he has the power to help me recover. Happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Matthew 5, 4. When I was able to believe that this was true, changes started occurring. I fought getting a sponsor because I thought I could handle things by myself. After five months, I got a sponsor, and through sharing with my sponsor and working the steps and principles in a step study, I began to see changes. Whenever I felt like I was hanging on by a thread and I couldn't make it any longer, I'd get a text or a phone call from someone at Celebrate Recovery, and it helped me realize that I cannot do this on my own, but I can do it with the help of God and others. I used to think that if I did what God wanted, He would give me what I wanted. Then I became familiar with Psalm 37, 4 and 5. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now He gives me those desires. Commit your way to Him and He will do this. Now I realize that the only way to real recovery 
is to honor God, and he takes it from there. I'm learning how to honor God in my life through work in this program, including step studies. It's taken a few. <laughs> in my first step study, I sat in anger until the last month. So that was for about 10 months, fighting the process the entire time. And God showed me that I needed to do it again. I did not address denial in my steps, second step study either. I was still being stubborn. It took me to my third step study to truly face some big areas of denial in my life. God continues to show me new things daily, and I'm learning how to deal with life in a healthier way. I'm now leading a step study, and I can't wait to see what God is going to do in all of our lives. I originally started off in a different open share group, and I stayed away from the topic of sexual abuse. Go figure. My sponsor kept telling me that I needed to be in the abuse group. It took a long time. I say a while, but a long time for me to listen. But I joined, and I started sharing my deepest hurts. God is healing me one day at a time. With the tools I've learned at Celebrate Recovery, I'm now able to express more with my friends, my husband, my children, and even relatives that I haven't spoken to in years. My new openness and honesty is changing my life and has brought more miracles in my relationships in the past three years than I thought possible in my whole lifetime. I no longer desire to leave my husband, and I'm very grateful for him. My relationship with my children is being restored. Just three years ago, most of my five children didn't want to talk to me. I was a downer. Now we talk all the time. God is truly changing my family and my angry, stubborn heart. I was sure that this marriage would not make it past six years. Yesterday, thanks to what God has done in Celebrate Recovery, we celebrated nine-year anniversary. Three years ago, I did not believe this. Now I believe it wholeheartedly that I am loved. I am worthy. I'm in the palm of God's hand. Amen. I'm the apple of His eye. And I am precious to Him. Please know that you are too. You are loved. You are worthy. You're in the palm of God's hand. You're the apple of His eye. And you're precious to Him. As a newcomer, I heard repeatedly, keep coming back, it works if you work it. This made me angry. I thought I could come to Celebrate Recovery for a quick fix. But now I realize that this statement is true and healing is a process. I did not get messed up overnight and I will not heal overnight. Process works if you get plugged in. We like to say, keep coming back, it works if you work it. So work it because you're worth it. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Marie. That was awesome. Yeah, I struggle with that, too. Um, there's a little verse in Philippians that talks about uh, patience, perseverance, long-suffering. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Yeah. Hated that verse. Oh, I hated yeah. that verse. But you hit a bunch of ones that we've been... Uh, yes. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 was the first one that he gave me. Yeah. Very first one. He uh, got me upside the head with a two-by-four. <laughs> Marie, have you ever read Isaiah 61? Um, renew your wings like eagles. <laughs> no, that's no. Uh, Isaiah 43. That's, yeah, oh, that's 43. 43. Close. Okay, close. Well, you touched on some things that was just right up our alley uh, on Isaiah 61. That's kind of our mantra here at yeah, God really. Stories Radio. I yeah. need to read it. Yes. He, yes, uh, you do. He, he, brought, he brought me to Isaiah 61 in, I think it was towards the end of a December, a year plus ago, a year and a half ago. 
and I was there for three months. And I wanted to move on, but he just wouldn't let me move on. For three months, I was in Isaiah 61. Amen. Mm-hmm. And you lead the women's, is abuse. it the women's abuse group? Mm-hmm. So what, I mean, you had a lot of low points there oh, yeah. in your life. The cancer, being left with five kids. You really went through a lot. Mm-hmm. So when you have other women that come to you, how, how do you express to them? Because we might have some listeners that are either in an abusive situation or abusing themselves even with drugs or alcohol. How do you enlighten them to get through those dark times and those struggles? I had a counselor tell me that carrying on our abuse from our past onto ourselves is being the devil's best friend. Right. <laughs> Whose side are we on? God wouldn't treat us that way. Satan would. We're helping out the enemy. We're not helping out God. God loves us. Mm. He yes, he does. He wants us to live that way. Yes, he does. And I was thinking, you called it uh, hard knocks, or you called it that uh, you had a, what did she say when she wouldn't change and she kept on, it, to me, um, pride is Amen. the wor- word that comes. <laughs> I also see that as you were walking and going through those things, and then when cancer came, all right, I believe that that was your two by four upside the head. That's for sure. He was trying to get your attention with the other things, and in this time it was that two by four. Amen. Yeah, we, we call it that, Marie. Uh, you're kind of your two by four upside the head moment where God kicks the stool out from under you. You know, He gives you the still small voice warnings, but yeah. you don't heed those. Mm. So something major's got to take place in your life for you to understand and we've all gone through that that's why we're over here with with wet eyes as well Mm -hmm. you know we've all had those things you know i've had open heart surgery twice and um divorced and and my daughter needed a liver kidney transplant so i was a i'm a single parent to her you know so there's a a lot of things i can really relate to you about but uh I did want to ask you, for the listener's sake, can you explain what a step study is? Yeah. <laughs> or is from, it? from the outside, it may appear um, anyone that's familiar with AA goes through the 12 steps. Oh, well, that's it what is, I was wondering. Yeah, because I have actually after. been through that program. Yes. So that's, that's what, what it, it's designed after, but okay. not just any doorknob or anything else is your higher power. It's with God as your higher right. power. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so it's you're going be, through the 12 steps. It's got to be Christ related. Mm-hmm. It is okay, all so based on It's a little more Spirit. liberal, I mean, as far in terms of, of saying God and saying christ and you know you're free with, to with aa it was always it had a to higher be, power you know right. politically yeah. correct i and guess again you touched upon something when you didn't want to talk about the uh, sexual uh, stuff and you wanted to stay away from everything else and you were talked finally to go into it and that's talk, when i became free right talking the dirtiest about secrets one of the things in recovery is you're as sick as your secrets right and I didn't even realize that the more I kept that secret, the sicker I got. Mm-hmm. Talking Thank about you. it and getting out <laughs> and open is the healing. Amen. It Which is, is great because Pastor Dawn, her testimony's titled Can't Hide the Inside. You mm-hmm. know, and she, awesome. she was the same way. I mean, she was mm-hmm. taught to snuff it. I had people coming to me all the time telling me about their marital problems, sexual abuse, affairs, and inside I'm raging going, I need to talk to someone about this, but... You know, then I remarry a Christian man. It was pride. I couldn't tell anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
Oh no, she's the single mom that somehow kept it all together. Nope, I'm falling apart inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I just couldn't, you know, it took it took a rude awakening. <laughs> they a say few. <laughs> that it's like an onion peeling as you go through the steps. Amen. It, it gets deeper and deeper and you go further back into the past. And it's funny that you mentioned about talking about it is so freeing. And when you don't, you're feeding the enemy. Amen. Um, uh, I just learned recently that um, psychologically, if you avoid a certain behavior, the more you avoid it, the more power you give to it. Amen. I believe The that. more you want to avoid it, and it mm. continues, and it's like a domino effect. So, Ironically, I was back in school a few years ago to be a therapist. <laughs> That's usually the kind of people that go is the ones that haven't dealt with their stuff. But um, we get to, you know, the class that I had to come up with on, um, had to go through for sexual abuse. And I told my professor, I'm like, I can't do this. And he's like, well, how are you going to counsel someone else if you can't deal with this? Right. Well, clearly, I had not dealt with it in myself. Yeah, I you mean, can't I, tell a client. I'm <laughs> sorry, I, I have sexual abuse issues, so we can't go there. You'll exactly. have to discuss that with someone else. And he said, most of your clients have actually, you know, been through that. And, yeah, and you're you the know. second, let's see, Pastor Tom last week said that he was molested by his father. I felt like I did a disservice to him. I was actually molested by three adult men by the time I was nine. Oh my goodness. And so I haven't shared that in my own testimony that I've done on God Stories Radio, but I just wanted you to know that you're giving me power and strength in you being able to talk about it, and it's freeing for you, and it's, it's helping me at the same time. So I wanted to say thank you for that. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. And just as we have on our our website, you know, now that you're able and you've gone through this, uh, I think it's um, 1 Corinthians 2, 3, and 4, where now as you have been comforted, now you'll be able to to comfort those because of the way you have been comforted. Amen. And I did the same thing. You went to Celebrate Recovery thinking that you were just going to Stay, be fixed. <laughs> be, well, stay by your husband and just be there for that. And mm-hmm. I went to Celebrate Recovery just to help because I figured God was, as he was taking me through this journey and everything else, that he comforted me. So now I'm going to Celebrate Recovery just hanging around, figuring that that's what he put on my heart to do and help encourage someone that would come up and talk with him and do whatever I can. And uh, it took me uh, a Celebrate Recovery in Florida to find out a word that I never even knew before, codependency. <laughs> I'm the queen of codependency. <laughs> so I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> and they can't. The listeners can't see, but she has a T-shirt on, and it says, "Yes, I have issues." <laughs> we're going to take a picture says, so they can see it. And the bag says, "But I celebrate recovery." Right. So that's nice. But it's how God works. Yeah, yeah. God actually brought the three of us together at Celebrate Recovery. It's now called Real Freedom, but originally we ran into each other at Celebrate Recovery years ago. That's awesome. And then we all had the commonality that we wanted to share hope and encouragement with listeners around the world. This has given us the vehicle to do that. Amen. That is the one, that is just the biggest word of my vocabulary right now is I went into Celebrate Recovery feeling I had no hope and I mm-hmm. was actually praying for God to let me die. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I'm very grateful. We would call that being I'm tired. tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm done. Right. It's been. It's happened. I said it. I know. And where I was, I was ready to, to do it myself. Yep, April likewise. 2nd, seven years ago. That's how I met Fritz the night I was in Celebrate Recovery. And I wasn't in charge of nothing. He just says, Mike, we're short time. Why don't you... Be um, a greeter. Be a greeter. And Fritz walked in and... And Fritz was tired. He, he was, was tired. ready to just... Yeah, that, that yeah. night I was yeah. contemplating it. I didn't even know why I came to the church. And I just wow. wandered up there. I'm tears streaming down my eyes. And I met Mike at the door. And he... he seven. He's never left my side. Praise God. <laughs> uh, never left my side. And... Yeah. I tell you, we've we've learned some things together, and I uh, praise God for his friendship. And Trish, too. Oh, thank you. And her glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm just... They're uh, sparkly. Jealous. He's jealous. jealous. He can't wear the sparkle. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't sport those. He's 6'7". No. He already stands out. He doesn't need sparkly glasses. <laughs> but we're coming to speak uh, at CR. Three week, weeks from tonight. Three weeks from tonight. So. Right. Awesome. How I'm going to condense my testimony into ten minutes? Either. I have no idea. I know we each get ten. I know. Well, I just talked with Dawn outside, and I says, "Well, mine was 32," and she says, "I know, I heard it." She says, "But uh-huh. we'll give you guys a little bit. We'll cut a little short on the, the worship part, so we might get an extra few minutes each, as far as that goes." I'm just praying about what God's going to lay on my heart to share with people exactly what needs to be heard by someone or someone's in the room right and i was there the week we took off and then and pastor dawn was in uh, jerusalem i was there at celebrate recovery and i took some notes and i brought it with me to uh relate to us as we uh, break up and talk about it yeah wonderful so prepared so yeah we do that after we have our guests go then we talk about who we're having up next and so forth and have our little powwow so we'll get we'll get right on that pastor dawn if you're listening to this <laughs> well you know she's gonna listen oh yeah she will she'll be listening to this you are hand selected marie oh boy <laughs> she asked that question no on pressure no pressure <laughs> Two days what next, ago. lord <laughs> yeah really so wow well that's session 41 uh just um if you have any questions for Marie, you know, feel free to contact us at God Stories Radio at Gmail, and we'll get them right over to her. If you'd like to speak to her personally, if you're dealing with some issues that she brought up tonight, I'm sure she would be more than happy to speak with you. So, God Stories Radio at Gmail dot com. And if you have any prayer requests, anything that we can join you in prayer about, you can feel free to contact us on the website, which of course is www.godstoriesradio.com. God had laid on the heart of my brother to tell us to put a donate button on there. So there is a, and it's there. It's there. It's on the front page. And if if you feel God tugging you and nudging you to hit the donate button, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Yeah, just um, it's a great it's, ministry to support. It really. It's going to help us go to the next level because we we're going to try to accomplish some things. Hopefully, in the next year, and we're it's doing some crazy just things. Awesome. Mm. We're getting incorporated and becoming a real ministry, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's exciting. I guess we've always been a real ministry. But I, I mean, don't know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're a saying. Legitimate to the world, on paper. Just, to the world's eye. I just yeah. can't understand how it can be done when there's absolutely nothing. Well, if it's God's in. will, it's God's bill, brother. Right. Okay. It'll happen. Okay. I know. No, I mean, I we, know. <laughs> how can we understand? Right. Yeah. I mean, this ministry we've been I, doing this they've been doing this themselves for a year now, just supporting it with their own finances and you know, the equipment and, and everything else, just 
because it's just something that that we all three really believe in wholeheartedly. Amen. I love doing it. Me too. Me too. I wouldn't rather be anywhere else on nope. Thursday night but to be sitting here listening to Marie's testimony. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Oh, for I, thank you. Thank I was you for being bl- obedient. I was blessed because I'll tell you that's not easy to talk about. No. That's not a, no. that's not a subject you just put out there for 28 countries. No. Yeah, here I am. I'm filleted. I'm wide open. Take a look. Transparent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we don't understand how God's going to do it, but in good. our finite minds, and As some of says, us have good more finite up. minds than others. Right. Anyway, send us an email, GodStoriesRadio at Gmail. You can also tweet us on Twitter, <laughs> at GodStoriesRadio. Uh, Google like, Plus. Google Plus now. Uh, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash God Stories Radio, and Trish has taken ownership of the new Google Plus. Tell us about that, Trish. If you go to Google Plus, it's uh, www.godstoriesradio.com. I try to put uh, inspirational messages that you can reshare, um, and it helps also get the word out about God Stories Radio. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming, Marie. We Thank really, you. really appreciate it. Yes. God bless you and, right. and your family. And God will bless the obedience. Amen. 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 Well, that wraps it up for Session 41. Thanks for hanging out with us for a while and uh, listen to Marie's testimony. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God, God bless. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior, praising my Savior, all the day long. This is my story, this is my song.
And this is my story. 